listening to the EdReach Network. Greetings, EdReach listeners. One thing we know about our EdReach listeners is that they're a loyal and engaged group. As EdReach grows, we're giving our fans a chance to help build a fresh and new EdReach. We want to continue to offer education media that's unprecedented and cutting edge. You can support us by going to www.patreon.com edreach and subscribing for as little as $1 a month. Just $1 per month. We at EdReach have always believed that education needs its own media space. Help us take education forward and become part of the EdReach family. Together, we can continue to do the work that makes education synonymous with innovation. Go to www.patreon.com edreach or go to the EdReach website at edreach.us and click on the Become a Patron link. Give a little so that you can continue to get a lot. Now, enjoy your show. Ed Gamer, episode 131.132. Oculus Face Rift. This is Ed Gamer for Wednesday, March 26, 2014. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. Jerry? Yeah? Is my camera? How's my camera? Well, it's not your camera. It's what's on the other end. <laughs> oh, Jerry, who are you? Nice. My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts teacher in Schaumburg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth-grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Where is Normal? It's right in the center part of the state. I doubt that. It's in the center part of the state there, Jerry. So what's been going on? Uh, what's not been going on, man? It's, here we are, finally spring break. So Oh, and the weather's so lovely, isn't it? <laughs> well, hey, I don't care. I'm getting out of this crazy city. Yeah? I, <clears throat> I'm leaving. Going to San Diego, National Art Convention. So oh, oh. I'm out yeah. of here tomorrow. I, uh, you know, I, I actually, I, I've lived in Chicago for all of my life. I've never been accustomed to any other kind of weather. And the other morning when I opened it up and there was snow on the ground, I think I actually hit that, that wall of frustration. Like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> it's too much. It was, uh, it was brutal. So even this week still we're getting snow. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we had a dusting. Yeah, we had a right dusting. Now, a dusting is too much. Yesterday morning, what's that? I said right now a dusting is too musting. Yeah, it's it's been kind of it's just been nuts. This has been one of the craziest winters of all time. But part of me, I part of me doesn't care. I don't mind the snow. Yeah, I don't mind it either. I, it, it, on work days, it makes my commute very long, and I say that, and there are people throwing things at their screens because it turns some people's commute into two, three hours, but it, it turns mine into, like, you know, 50 minutes when it should be 20 minutes. So oh it's not, not really 
as bad, but um, it's still obnoxious because it's really hard to plan for. And people this year, for some reason, like there used to be this, you know, this gradual slope of like people at the start of winter would be like, oh my God, there's snow on the ground. And they'd <laughs> drive really slow. Yeah. And then like as winter went on, they'd, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, now we remember what the snow stuff is. Every time it snows, I mean, even when it rains heavily, people are like, and listen, I'm all about caution on the roads. Right, but, right. Yeah, but listen, I got places to go, <laughs> and your tires have good tread on them. I do. I yeah. I have a four wheel drive vehicle with well treaded tires, so yeah, I, well, I have no issues. But stopping in snow in four wheel drive doesn't matter. <laughs> the the other day, the last one of the last days of break, I think it was the Wednesday or the Thursday before break, was just insanity. There it was out of nowhere. Um, yeah. I came out of the south, and then uh, Schaumburg, where I worked, just got destroyed with snow. Like out of nowhere, I watched a bus, you know, like fishtail into the school, and then I watched <laughs> two employees get into an accident in outside the parking lot. You know, like one rear end of the other. I was like, man, this is it. Nobody can take it anymore. This, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, the kids, and I think I mentioned this before in one of our other podcasts that the kids were getting mad. You know, when we, you know, what year can you remember where the kids were saying, "No more snow." No more snow. We're done. I'm like, seriously. I mean, I I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, it's brutal. I don't remember. It's brutal. So, oh, hey, my name is Zach. I'm oh. Zach Gilbert. I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher. You already Illinois, did that because I Illinois. asked where normal Illinois was. Hey, I already did that. It's not even like after school. No, it's not. It's I mean, like it's four like, in the afternoon. Yeah, it's nap time. Nap time. <laughs> it's nap you time. Take it a siesta. I'm the Power one going that close to. Power nap. Southern states. Hey, do you, did you understand my 131.132? No, I didn't because we didn't post a 131, so neither did anyone else because no. they didn't know there was a missing episode because we didn't tell them there was a missing. Yeah, episode. yeah. It's kind of a throwback to Star Date. You know, it's Star Trek thing. Except it wouldn't make sense with 131. Forget it. So, the yeah, we have a missing episode. Actually, it's still on YouTube. I haven't taken it down. So, I, did, I did not like last <coughs> last week's episode at all. That was supposed to be 131. Didn't like it at all. Uh, I'd have to say that we've had too much on our plate, too little time, and uh, it was kind of frustrating. It was very well, very, very poorly done. Well, I mean, Jerry, you were great. No, uh, that's not the truth. <laughs> you um, were great. I played my guitar for most of it, so. Yeah, I, or, yeah, that was that was beautiful, by the way. Stairway Thank to heaven. You. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> can't, I can't. I don't have a lighter. I need a li <laughs> yeah lighter app on my. No incendiary is in the White House. Yes, yes. Okay, so I do want to mention something that was in last week's episode. So those of you that have watched last week's on YouTube. Um, yeah, when I was down at South by Southwest TDU, I did a, I had a, a photo with Nolan Bushnell. In fact, I need to, I actually talked to uh, Adam, and I think it was Tina, uh, at Brain Rush today, which is his company, and it was it was a nice a nice conversation, and I figured out some ways that we could use that you know that program. Some people would call it chocolate covered broccoli. You know, it's just regurgitation, memorization, that type of thing. But I would say that there is a time and a place for something like that. Yeah. And uh, especially with Common Core, if that's what's 
and I, I think I just read that Indiana just dropped out of it. They did, and this is so, another reason that uh, I'm surrounded by I, I, my contempt with this state. They're lucky Chicago's in this state, because otherwise, what? I would fold up. I would fold up and leave. There, this because this state is awful. It's corrupt. It's so far behind the times. And, and, and the corruption comes from the southern part of the state? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I know how you guys <laughs> yeah. run down there yeah. trading cows. Uh, how many how many favors. governors have been put in the uh, in jail? Listen, I have no doubt that that and is the only the one that's not fault. in jail? No. This one that came from southern <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Listen, Just saying. We can talk. Oh, so now you're from southern Illinois. Well, I, I just ah, want to speak your language. Oh, you said if it. I had said um, central Illinois... Anything no south of I-80 is Southern Illinois, Jerry. I, so, how when does Indiana become progressive in education? Well, I didn't they have even a Republican know there was governor. more than corn in Indiana. They have a Republican governor. See that flashback to pop culture? And see more than corn in, in Indiana. Yeah. So, uh, so what's interesting is that teachers' unions and Republican governors are on the same page. I know. I read the <laughs> article, and it said like Republican governors are pushing for it, and I was like, really cool. Yeah. Good. So back to Although the we're not getting thing. a Republican governor. No, I'm not going to get into that debate. Oh, don't even not go on there. the air. So don't even don't even go there. Um, what a so mess. We're, 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 it's the less. How do you vote for either evils? I don't know. Okay, so the whole thing with brain rush. Now we're getting back to that. You see, you got got me fired up. I'm awake now. My CS is over. Good. Um, so <laughs> with with brain rush. Um, and Common Core and learning some of the science curriculum at sixth grade is unbelievably difficult, and it is a lot of memorization of of content of, of certain vocabulary. Gee, that's so, good for kids. Yeah, it's wonderful. So, but Brain Rush can do some of that, and it can do that in a lot of different classes to where um, just a quick memorization. But it's up to the teacher to take that to a further point. So you have certain terms that you learn in art, right? Uh. <laughs> yes. 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 This this is hot. This is being hotly disputed right now too. But yes. And I've you know there's a there's to a certain extent, you could say that anything. You, I mean we've said this before. Anything that you can Google, mm -hmm. you know, should you really have to memorize? But let's be honest. Understanding certain concepts. If I walk into a conversation and start talking about Crimea, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna know who's keeps up on news and who doesn't and it's it's you're going to make you're going to make judgments and assumptions and and the way people perceive what you know in your education is based upon your your basic knowledge and understanding of certain concepts and there, there's another side to that as well because when you're talking about a language or something like that like you could google the entire spanish language but mm -hmm. you couldn't do it one word at a time to formulate mm -hmm. a sentence so there are certain tools that you need to have you know, to learn about an education, and sometimes those are vocabulary words. You know, if a kid in an art class says, hand me those things, hand me those things, hand me those things, you know, I'm going to be like, no. You need to understand at least the name of the parts, you know. So yes. I, I get there. there is, you know, that slight concept of memorization, but that's different than here's a list of 20 vocabulary words. Memorize yeah, and there, to a certain point, I, you know, for social studies, okay, understanding what are the the five major city states, okay, that's that's understandable. Knowing some of the geography around there and understanding some of the geography, knowing what an isthmus is, not just saying isthmus. Um, Mary Isthmus. Knowing what a peninsula is, 
right? Kids, I'm, I'm still in sixth grade. I'm thinking they should know this by now. Florida. Well, that's one example. Florida. Right? So, and then the Florida. UP, right? Not ICU, but UP, uh, the Upper Peninsula, right? To understand UP. What, what the, the Upper, you know, is, is that what they say? Upper? Uper. 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 It's you, not Uper. Not Uper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a dirty pointer. You never heard I, that? A 30 or dirty? A 30. A 30 pointer. I'm not even going there. Okay. So I had this wonderful I had this wonderful photo with Nolan Bushnell. That was completely photobombed. And we talked about that last time. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to the articles because I'm gonna really throw you off, Jerry. Yeah. Um for Southwest, South by Southwest. One of the people that I met, this is the EdTech uh, chat and chew. I love that name, by the way. What are you doing? Nothing. Don't worry about it. What are you doing? EdTech Chat and Chew. It's a podcast. Do you have that? Yep. Getting right to it here. Okay. So this is... Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> is that appropriate? I don't even know if that's appropriate. I'm not sure. I is that appropriate? The, I don't remember the last time I listened to all of it, so we're a gonna a thirty-point buck, a thirty-pointer. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Okay, makes sense now. Did, are we past your the photo bomb? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. You're gonna have to go all the way to. This is Andrew. Now I really messed you up. Come on! I told you you weren't paying attention because you were looking for the thirty-point buck. Thirty-pointer. Where am I going? The EdTech Chat and Chew. Okay. Now, this is Andrea Keller is the person that I ran into. Uh, she was actually at the Brain Pop, um, you know, booth at South by Southwest. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's That person's in a costume, so I have no idea. So some of the some of the podcasts I do, School Project Roundtable, Podcast Team Adventures, Surviving State Assessments. Now, she's in Texas, so a okay. little bit different down there. Um Presentation tools, ed, ed tech conferences, education books. So you know, just a nice little little podcast, and I think they have fun with it. I, I watched uh, you know some bits and pieces, and it was very nice. But this, that's something I, I definitely think that's somebody we need to hook up with later cool. because they need to get some gaming games and learning on on their side there. They yeah, seems like they cool. have enough fun, and and you know we need to introduce that to them. Very so, cool. She was very nice. Um, Lori Lind was another person, and this is not don't pull this up because this is the it's like an email so Lori Lind was uh, at my presentation at South by Southwest and she sent me an email it says hi Zach once again thank you for your session about playful learning I'm always looking for new tools to share with our teachers I know our students are cer certainly appreciate their learning being fun and creative so and then while she was there I found out that she's a Rush fan because her background <laughs> not Rush Limbaugh Rush the band so uh, said PS I think I'm going to have uh, to make a Rush Minecraft world based on the Clockwork Angels book. Their last album was called Clockwork Angels, and it was a themed story. And they actually somebody wrote a uh, a novel. It was a steampunk novel. Okay. Uh, art the artistic work in that Jerry, you would you, I think you would like. Yeah. Would like. So she's gonna try to make a Rush Minecraft world based on Clockwork Angels. Awesome. I want to make the Temple of Syrinx. We are the priests. Of the temples, I'm serious. Um, 
Okay, uh, so <laughs> okay, so you mentioned those. Those of you that are Rush fans know exactly what I'm doing. So you, uh, I also sent her some information about the SIT conference. It seems that they have uh, something similar, but I don't think it goes into as in-depth as what the SIT conference around here does. So that's kind of my last South by Southwest news there. Cool. Um, so our, our the title, Oculus Face Rift. Mm-hmm. That was very nicely done by you, Jerry. The, the Thank you. The title. I, what did I come up I'm with? more than just a pretty face. You, you definitely. What was the uh, title? Was something about with? causing a rift in the gaming. Yeah, Facebook causing a rift in the gaming. It was also very good, I thought. Yeah, I thought. yeah, but yours is short and to the point. Yeah. Well, it's not. When you sent that. me this, when you sent me this text in this article, I thought for sure it was going to be a piece in the onion. Yeah, like, I. Yeah. Facebook. I thought it was a total joke. I was like, Facebook buys Oculus Rift. What? What are they going to do? Oh, I can see my posts virtually. I know. There, there seems to be a lot of people upset about it, actually. There is. The gaming community out there is really ticked. In fact, the CEO of Oculus Rift uh, has gotten a lot of, 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 <laughs> of hate mail. You know what he can do? What? He can take all $32 billion he just got for that technology and buy one really big garbage can. Not 32. It was only two. Oh, I saw 32. Oh my God, no, no! I think it was just two. I don't know. Either way, he could buy two billion garbage cans to put all yes. that hate mail yeah. in. Yeah, so. yeah. This is. Uh, I don't. There's conf- a lot of speculation out I'm, there. I'm slightly confused as to why a company that really, when when the bulk of your gaming experience was Farmville, would put that kind of. I. I money into something that's so extreme, and especially something that, I mean, there's no Facebook hardware ever at all for anything, no. right? They've never tinkered in hardware at all, and this is this is going to be a piece of equipment that, you know, this is going to have to be hardware. Like, so it's, to me, it's, a, it's crossing over not only into a category that you don't have a ton of experience in with games, but also crossing into the hardware category, and then so, also crossing into virtual reality. I mean, that's like that's a right. jump, man. Here, here, here's something, and I don't want to compare, you know, Facebook to the uh, the tobacco companies of America, but what did, they knew their business was declining, right? Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there, there's a lot of information. Oh, sorry. Tobacco, there's a lot tobacco. of information. Okay, yeah. yeah there's tobacco. a lot out there on Facebook as well. That yeah, tobacco started the downward trend. Yeah, it's they're moving down. So what do you do? You diversify, right? So yeah. he's and I'm, I'm thinking too. I think this is a one of the next big technologies that's out there, and they're doing a great job and they're they're doing a great job marketing. I mean, he could he could just totally be hands off on this, or he could help them, you know, give them ideas and such but maybe kind of stay out of it and just let them do their own thing and be successful. And, so and it's part of, of his, part of the, it's an investment. It's a portfolio. He knows, he, he sees something good and says, you know what, we, we need this because this is where it's going. Sure. And then, so there's the quote in the middle who says that Facebook's even going to intervene. Right. So, exactly. so it could be true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this will be nothing more than an investment. Uh, so yeah. my whole point about bringing Facebook up the tobacco is that Oculus Rift. tobacco diversified and they went into they bought businesses that they knew would be you know there in the long run that have nothing to do with tobacco right so if the tobacco industry dies out they still have <laughs> they still are making money doing other things and 
that could be. I mean, it's no. not like I'm going to sit here on Facebook and communicate with you <clears throat> wearing my Oculus Rift and, and see you virtually. I, I was actually just about to say how cool would that be? Really? Why, why would that not be? Why wouldn't we just use Google Hangouts? Um, because Are you saying I, virtually? I, really? We could walk around in a world together that we had created. Hold hands, we, walk on a beach? We could I mean, literally take a long walk on the beach <laughs> together. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but he surprised everybody out there. I, like I said, I thought this was, I thought it was a total joke. I was like, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. I'm surprised somebody like EA or, and, and maybe, maybe that's what was happening. Maybe he saw the writing on the wall, saw this was going to be a good investment. Companies down the road are really going to want this, and these guys are cutting edge. You know, I don't know. I just hope they put something great into it. Well, you saw the uh, what HBO was doing, right? No. This? They were touring the Oculus Rift around, and they, um, the people that um, did doing Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So you could walk through. That's cool. And you know, see like the set and the whole thing. Like you could walk through a Game of Thrones world. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I, my my biggest issue right now is the fact that it's still in its infancy to the point of design, where I don't because this started as a Kickstarter and because this is just a fantastic idea. I haven't seen anything great come out physically about it, and the only thing that worries me about is when does that come in? Like I don't know what Google Glass specifically looks like. But I'll tell you one thing from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, it might look a little silly on your face, but you're talk. Th these are the two guys talking that passed up the chance to put <laughs> Oculus <laughs> on because it looked like it was from 1984 when we saw it. You know uh, what I mean? The last like, time I saw it was around 2000, the year 2000, and it was a goofy thing, and it just wasn't very good. I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever, yeah. I hope yeah. it's at games. I, I hope it's at GLS this year because I will put it on. Yeah. So I mean, like that's that's part of my issue though is that like if if it if it's still in that infancy stage of design and hasn't really made a gigantic leap over that, like it's. But there's yeah, been a lot of news. There's been a lot of news lately. Buy it, and people yeah. are gonna want to play with it. But it's still is kind of weird looking. It's getting better. It's getting better, and bigger companies are jumping on board. So yeah. it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be there. Hey, I'm going to grab... Uh, of course, I didn't put these in order. Uh, so I opened them all in order I, I so know, that they I would know. be order. I know. Okay, yeah. can you hold on one second as I'm going to open this because I think my dog is about to go through a door. I hear him. So do the... Uh, Minecraft? Which one? Minecraft experience. There you go. Okay. So this is Bron Stuckey. Uh, who is with, um, I think she's with ASU. And basically, are you putting it up or are you just going to look at me? There you go. Okay. Um, basically, they're trying to do a, a global crowdsource project to shed life on, on Minecraft's relationship to learning and it's all, all its varied context. And so they put this, uh, they put this wiki together and it's supposed to go over, they have a project called uh, Massively Minecraft Project that she's been involved with, and there's been a lot of people involved with that. And she's also going to be at the Game for Change, Games for Change uh, 2014 in New York City. And she's going to be on a panel. Actually, there's several people that are going to be on this panel. And where's the panel button there? Uh, 
And so Ron Stuckey, Sasha Barab, who's also at ASU, who used to be at uh, Indiana University, uh, Yasmin, uh, let's see. Ron, Go ahead. Try it. You're just yeah, going to butcher Yasmin it. Yasmin Kafai, uh, professor of learning science, graduate school of education, University of Pennsylvania. Uh, let's see, this other person, Nicholas for Tung, 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 no? Help me out, Jerry. Nick, wait, where where are you finding this? Oh, this is for, on the Fortugno. Fortugno. Yeah. So, founder of Playmatics, faculty of Parsons, the new the new school for design. They have a student, uh, and they have a person from the Museum of Natural History, and then they have Marianne Malstrom, who's uh, who I've seen no clue, is her AKA, and she is cognitive architect at the Elizabeth Morrow School. So these people are, they're putting together this, um, putting together this panel. They're going to talk about Minecraft and its, and its uses. And I love some of the stuff on the side here is Minecraft addicting, provocative <laughs> questions. I, well, I get a lot of, I get a lot of parents. I get a lot of people out there asking, you know, it's addicting. I get, I don't know how many times Facebook, uh, friends of mine that know that I'm in games and learning and they're just like, just saw this article on here, guess it's not as good as what you thought, and you know, they're talking about how it's addictive, and I go, yeah, it's as good as what I thought, parents need to know how to parent and not have their kids stuck in a device all day, so yeah. did I just say that, like, out loud? I think I think you just said that out loud. Okay. Sorry, well, no, I'm not really sorry. Okay. No, nope, not sorry at all. So this is kind of, so the whole site, the whole purpose for this, this Minecraft experience is to gather up information to share. And so let's make sure, I like how down at the bottom bold, let's make sure we get it right and listen to the Minecraft players and observers out there who want to have a say. Hmm. And I think that's very important. And Minecraft, Massively Minecraft Project is another project out there that I guess you could compare it to Minecraft EDU. Um, it's, it's a way for educators to bring Minecraft into the school. So cool. that's Bron, and she's been a big advocate of Minecraft and other other programs out there. Okay, the next one I have is um, the graphing calculator, Jerry. Okay. Uh, that no, that's Civcraft. There you go. There's no, five there's of them need, yeah. Uh, yeah. need Minecraft on the yeah, top. No, we so. have a lot of Minecraft. So this is a a large graphing. Calculator. I'm like, why is it so large? What's what's the deal here? Everything that's in this build, as you're seeing there on the screen, is needed. <laughs> Everything it, it's needed. There's memory. Let's see as it's kind of going through here. This is so cool. Uh, binary decoders. So they put all this together, and every part is needed, and it will actually do some graphing. Internet nuts. Live decoders for quick, whatever. Integrated memory. Oh, it's 25 cool. digit display. Separate adders, subtractors, multipliers, dividers. Would they say they said go to like 111 for the, it's for the action? So, is it one? Oh, yeah. They say 111 for what? Uh, one minute, 11 seconds. They said jump right into the action. Yeah, and they start putting. Starts doing calculations. So the, yeah, you can see it there. <laughs> That's so cool. So you step, I guess you click on different numbers down there and you put them in. Yeah, it's crazy. So this was shared. I have the name. Nicole 
Zanzius, uh, another person from South by Southwest. So she right. shared that. I thought that was pretty cool. You got the newsletter up? So yeah. this is another Minecraft EDU newsletter. Uh, they have a survey. Uh, would you like to participate? So I took the survey. It talks about, you know, what what would you like seeing? Do you want it to keep up with um, the regular version of Minecraft? Uh, do you want to see updates that way? Or do you want content, more content created specifically for Minecraft EDU? And they've done, they have another stable version that's out. And then if you've built worlds, they're creating, this is what I love, they're creating worlds out there that other teachers could use. Hmm. So that you can add those mods in uh, from the world library and bring those into your classroom and then use them for your lessons. Very so, cool. Somebody asked me about that, and it's just like, what do you, uh, you know, how do you create your worlds to use in the classroom? Like, well, I don't really have enough time to do that, so I'm very you know, constructive in, in this regard to where I give them parameters and say, okay, you need to build a Roman village and an accurate Roman village in, you know, the year, you know, 400 BC or something. I don't know. Uh, and they need to research it. Not 400 yeah. BC. Um, uh, yeah, maybe about 300, 200 BC. So go on to that time period and build an accurate um, model of what a Roman village would look like. And then that's that's what I do. And then they just go build. And then they have to research. They have to put it all together. So then I ask them questions, and, and they present that information to me. And they have to basically uh, defend their build. So like defending your, you know, thesis. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know, defend your build. And then I can assess on what they actually know. That's very cool. Yeah. So that's kind of how I use that. But it's kind of nice if they already have some builds put together because I just don't have time to do that. Um and social studies is a little bit different, and language arts is a little different. You know, a lot of this, you have math and science, and sometimes having those builds already made and having them walk through uh, and doing lessons that way is probably a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, there was another, oh, yeah, the CivCraft. Okay, this is pretty wild. So somebody... You want the wiki or the video? Uh, show the video. I'll look at the wiki here. I'll put the, the wiki will be in the show notes. And somebody sent this to me, and <laughs> I'm sorry. Email me, let me know. I'll, I'll mention it last time in the uh, next episode. Uh, so are you a fan of Sid Meier's Civilization game? Civcraft is a game that allows you to create your own civilizations in Minecraft, just like the actual game. You have to research and build up your Civ. It's only first person. You can talk to all your Civ mates. You start out with some wooden tools and a bit of food. When you first join, spawn in a nice little town with a bank, a grocer, and a global market. You can sell iron, gold, diamonds, and emeralds. You know, I'm going through this whole thing, Jerry. And it's, you have, um, there's a tech, they have... <laughs> They have science, they have a tech tree, upgrade tree, there's culture, diplomacy, espionage, government, uh, happiness, random events, uh, you're building structures, there's war, there's trade. I don't know, He, built, he this is his own modification. And so I know that as they were going through the, the video there, they have uh, a trade system, and I don't know if it's random on, you know, when you sell things that it's, you know, at a certain cost. Yeah. I'm unsure about that. Um, I've got to do a little bit more research, but this, somebody that really likes Civilization and really like Minecraft, which is kind of up my alley. Yeah, um, I was about to say. 
yeah. somebody named hmm. Zach. Yeah, no, I, I don't have the ability to, to build this. I just don't have the time to build it. Oh, something. I believe in you, big guy. Oh, thanks. So, very, very interesting. Our goal for this, it says on the wiki, our goal is to create a completely new, unique, and interesting gameplay experience, combining creativity and goal-oriented experience. will give players the drive to keep playing. I, I just think that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty very cool. Definitely That'll be in the show cool. notes. Is there any other Minecraft ones? I don't think... I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> we have a lot of Minecraft in there. Uh, the go back next, to the top now? Yeah, the, the five... The five-year-olds can learn calculus. So, uh, a friend of mine who's a network administrator at a, at a local school district sent me this. And basically... I think it's saying that this this article is saying that. Sorry. I see the time again. Um, basically, saying that the progression that we use for mathematics is antiquated, mm -hmm. and we really need to change it up. And the one of the ways for learning for teaching mathematics, right? Like the is that what you're saying? What's that for teaching and learning about mathematics? The way that a lot of students go through math right. today in a certain sequence. And Common Core is, I think even making it even crazier. That's a whole nother subject. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, is, is this the question, should five-year-olds learn calculus? Well, the, what I think, and there's, I think there's math programs and, and ways to, to learn math and to teach math that are quite interesting where, you know, everyday math, which is from the University of Chicago, I think there's some merit to, to some of that to where they gradually build up ideas and concepts that eventually play out into geometry and algebra. And they, because what this article talks about is that there's, there's patterns, and in learning those patterns and structures uh, about math, that if you start learning those patterns and structures, that will help you build into uh, certain areas of mathematics and calculus and, you know, some of those things. I, I'm not a math person. All I know is that what they're saying is that looking at those structures and patterns and learning through play and you know problem-based learning and things like that um, is is another way to teach math, and it can be far more effective. You know, because if you threw out a calculus problem to a to a five-year-old, it's not going to make much sense at all, right? Absolutely. There's other ways to. There's other ways to learn math and so it's just a, it's like I said um, calculations kids are forced to do quoting here to do are often developmentally inappropriate the experience amounts to torture <laughs> they also miss the central point that mathematics is fundamentally about patterns and structures rather than little manipulations of numbers I think that that's huge as she put uh, she puts it the woman is speaking it's akin to building um, to budding filmmakers learning first about costumes, lighting, and other technical aspects rather than about crafting meaningful stories. Interesting. I, I think I'm more interested in this article that says, study, babies can't learn to read. <laughs> I want to so, see what that's all about. Yeah. Um, uh, this Another paragraph here. Far better, she says, is to start by creating rich and social mathematical experiences that are complex, allowing them to be taken in many different directions, yet easy, making them uh, conducive to immediate play. Activities that fall into this quadrant, building a house with Lego blocks 
or Minecraft, I'm adding Minecraft in there, doing origami or snowflake cutouts using pretend function box that transforms objects and can also make uh, and also be used in combination with a second machine to compose functions, oh, watch out, or backwards invert a function and so on. You like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was good. Yeah, I, I think this just goes back to um, one of uh, an, an argument that I'm sure I'm not the first to make, but that I, um, I I've heard over and over, and I'll repeat, and I, that I love, which is, can we please just call things what they are? And if we want to call mathematics numerical problem solving, so that kids understand uh. that that's what they're doing, then I'm cool with that, because art is visual problem solving, and and they're in, you know, right. we we call it mathematics, but kids don't even understand. They don't, you know, it sounds basic. Like, what do you mean they don't understand what mathematics is? Well, I think a lot of times they don't. Like, what is mathematics? Is it the stuff you use from day to day, or is it stuff like cosine, tangent? Yeah. You know, like what 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 is it? Well, yeah. that's part of problem solving. You know, and right. and if we would tell kids that, and make it clear, I think it would be more beneficial to them. You know, have you been seeing a lot of those? Well, number one, have they been changing the naming conventions or the naming of certain um, principles and ideas within art? Um, sure. There's yeah. There. I see. This is a tough conversation because ours, ours, the genre of art. Ironically, people think doesn't change very often because you're studying historical things. But um, the the movements in art change more than probably. 90% of the other fields because we have very little core um, and not to be mixed with common core but we have very little core standards you know in math 2 plus 2 always equals 4 right. but in art the definition of what art is is constantly changing by generation and generation so um, it's harder so so we're always changing is okay, the, the so, long that's answer one to thing. that question? The, the, the one, you know, the naming of things just constantly. Seems to be, I'm not doing persuasive anymore. I'm doing argumentative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just well, that's some of the craziness that's that's going on. But but kind of jumping back to my daughters have been seeing these pictures, and I have too online, where they're the 3D drawings. Okay. You know, like, or they walk yeah. up, they're flat pictures. Yeah, yeah. You look yeah. at it at a certain angle. Perspective. Perspective, and. Mm -hmm. But there's math there. Sure. You have to you have to draw that image out so far in order for it to look proper. True. Right? Now yeah. some people do that just by sight. Right. They can just figure right. it out. Right. There's figure no wrong way to do it. So yeah, so some people learn to do that. I mean we teach how to do that in art school because we teach uh, you know, not that. We don't take you out on a sidewalk and show you how to do that, but um but the concept of uh you know, all drawing actually is is uh, boy. I'm looking for a word here, and that's why I keep stalling. Um, all I can think of is tomfoolery, which is not not the word. All all it is um, is putting pencil on a piece of paper. It, it, not magic. It's um, it's not reality. It's it's uh, tricking your eyes. There's a real word for this. Illusion. Uh, yeah, it's a thank you. That was close with magic. It's illusion. All, all drawing is is illusion. It's visual illusion. <laughs> do you teach art? I do. I do. I've done it once for one year. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Okay, I'm gonna... that's where it is. So that's that's and that's what the that perspective drawing on yeah on, on those sidewalks are. Yeah, but there's math there. There is math there. It's true. There's math. Okay, hey, uh, two more articles. Camelot, okay. the build app. So this okay. is a board game, and it's basically you're building Camelot, and uh, it's. Uh oh. Anytime we do a Kickstarter. Yeah. Be prepared it, to get. Oh. Yeah. What's their What's their goal? Pound. What's the goal? What is that? What is What is eighty five hundred? That's probably like a million dollars because the dollar. Yeah, but what's worth the What's the thing? Pound. Is that a pound? That's what I said first. Pound. pound. He's 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 from uh, Kensington, UK. Hello. Hello, Governor. Really not. Okay. So this is a uh, it's a board game, and what they're doing is trying to convert it to a digital game, and and that's pretty much it. So it looked it looked pretty cool. Ten days uh, to go. Good luck. The the game enables you to play with whoever you want, up to four players, both online, locally against or or against AI. You must mix and match players. For example, you have two players playing locally. Okay, got that. This um, looks cool as as yeah. a digital game. Yeah. Well, good luck. Zach will be giving you 1,000 pounds. Of flour. <laughs> That's still going to cost you. <laughs> it's still going to be a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Okay, so this looked interesting. The next one, the <clears throat> last one, is something that I am probably going to get involved with here locally, and it's called Innovation Hub. And this is basically people within our my community are trying to do a uh, a makerspace, and it's a community space where visitors uniquely experience science, technology, engineering, the arts, and mathematics through interactive exhibits and makerspaces within a social atmosphere. Wow, this is wordy. Designed to encourage collaboration and creativity. Hmm. That's, a, yeah. that's a heck of a goal. That's a big goal. At least they put the arts in there. We, we're steam, not STEM. Steam, that's yeah, that's, that's one thing that I, I pointed out to him when I met with him. Good. Uh, while back, I said it's it's steam, right? You're doing steam. So, so how did you say? Were you like this thing's steamy, right? It's steamy, very steamy. And they were like, yeah, it is steamy. Steamy, yeah. So this is uh, that's kind of uh, I'm meeting. They're going to have a community meeting, I think, on the seventh of April, and I'm going to go to it, see what they have to say. Hopefully, get involved in that somehow, some way. That's cool. So yeah. it's it's local to you. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they're wanting to build a. They're wanting to build. They're wanting to put a place together. I uh I like their their website Wix. Yeah. Create a Wix site. Wix. I site. mean it's it's obnoxious with the with the thing on the bottom, but that's a beautiful looking website yeah. for what I'm assuming was free. Free. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. I have to check that out. You have to check that out. Okay. Any. Cool. Anything else? No, I'm I getting on a plane. I'm getting out of this crappy weather. Okay, well you do that. Uh, yeah, we got Minecraft. Let me, a, let me give you a preview. Oh, you yeah, you already had this set up, didn't you? No, not yet. I should have though. Well, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us on EdReach. <laughs> Black shirt doesn't really do it there, Jerry. Let me give you a preview. Oh, hey, oh boy, hold on, Jerry. We forgot something. Jerry. Jerry. I'm in the ocean. We didn't do the ad. What? Oh, crap. <laughs> we didn't do the ad. Let's okay, do this real quick. Check, check on 
the EdReach website, okay? And I, I've noticed that uh, there's a certain the podcast matrix. I listen to on, online that's using Patreon, and it's a crowdfunding campaign. So if you are wanting to support what EdReach does, what EdGamer does, and you want to help donate uh, some money to that, that would be great. There's going to be a link on the EdGamer website. There'll be I'll throw a link in the show notes. And they're just asking for a dollar a month, something like that. But what they're wanting to do is to really... Jerry, your face is scaring me. I'm going to move my screen over a little bit. Okay. What they're wanting to do is to... Um, Especially for us, what we're what we'd be excited about is that um, I wouldn't have to do all this editing. <laughs> somebody somebody else could do that. That'd be lovely. Don't and you love the editing? I, I do love the editing. It just takes a long time to do that. So what they're what EdReach is wanting us to do is to focus more on the content and not on spending all the time dropping this out onto the website into iTunes and to Stitcher and things like that. So they're wanting to get a studio together. They want to have. Uh, content that's uh, more responsive, more media friendly, and they want to have a news division. So there's, if you're wanting to do that, you go to Patreon. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash edreach and become a patron. And it, your help is greatly appreciated. So if you really, really like listening to us, you need to pay money. No, just, just mess <laughs> Okay, thank you. I'll read this again. Thank you for listening to this week's EdGamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach network. Have a great week. Bye. This was better than 131.